Yep, local's going. Cutter's already started his, so how it's on you, Luke. Okay, right. <clears throat> I've loaded up the, the wrong minute. Hang on. It's fine. Here we go. Just wing it. We'll do it live. I'll keep all this in for no reason whatsoever. Right. Here we go. Keep that, too. I shall. <laughs> wow. Don't keep that. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll keep this in, but I'll cut this out. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, this is Two Minutes About Time with Luke Allen and Robert E.G. Black, the podcast that takes a look at the film About Time, two minutes at a time. I am Richard Curtis, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, well, you can just travel back in time two minutes and listen to something else. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Robert E.G. Black. Hello. And our special guest for this week, Curtis. Hey everybody, I'm Curtis from the Better Off Dead Minute, half of the uh, podcast team. Why did I think you were nearly going to say, hey, I'm Curtis from last episode? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would have been better, because then then they would have known me from somewhere. Yeah, it's fine, you can do it for Friday. Well, since Monday they went and listened to Better Off Dead Minute, they've caught up. Yeah, they've had the entirety of the rest of Monday and Tuesday, so they've listened to the whole show. They're like, they're like on minute 45. And they're saying, why are there references in this newest episode from 2016? <laughs> right. So, the first line is Ori. Of what? Of this of minute. minute. Minute 43. In about time. It's not just like the first line of About Time, which would also <laughs> be brilliant. Because they just opened it with Ori. Um, Ori. Yeah, so last minute concluded with Rachel McAdams saying the iconic line of S and was finished off this week with Ori. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Classic McAdams. So Tim says, obviously, I should have thought of this three more. Let's talk about Kate Moss. Which she follows up with, I love Kate Moss. And he says, I always think the key thing with her is the history. She says, yes. You know, the informality of her early shots compared with the high fashion stuff, so you always know that underneath, she's still just the same cheeky normal girl naked on the beach. It's actually impressive that he remembered it, like, word for word. Nearly. I think it was... Normal naked girl rather than normal girl naked. See, when 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 Phil Connors, you know, invented Phil Connering like this, or gaslighting, you might want to call it. He was a like a news guy who read off scripts all the time, and I, you can accept that he could memorize it. I had well, maybe lawyers have to memorize things too. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, okay, I accept it. But I also well, think that's why he's a lawyer, so he could remember this. I also think like when you're. At least this is when I've found with like the few times I've talked to someone I've had like a crush on or whatever that I tend to remember a lot of the conversation word for word. Hmm. Is that weird? <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long since I've been in the crush phase. Yeah, this is the uh, this is this this is the reason we have a teenage co-host so we can <laughs> so we can get all the interesting <laughs> insights. Uh, I I did post the, this line from her the other day on uh, Instagram in response to someone who said Kate Moss was their muse. They didn't respond. <laughs> what this whole yeah, nice. her whole line about Kate Moss. I di- I did put that it was a quote from About Time. But eh? this is a this is oh, a conversation yeah. I want to have because <laughs> if Kate someone Moss... talks about Kate Moss, I'd say this, and that would be the end of the conversation because Kate Moss is way before my time. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was Kate Moss 2013? Well, no, but this this scene is 2007, and this exhibit was real. Oh, they they moved it for the filming of the movie. But it there didn't was occur to me that they were doing period within the movie. I didn't think about that. Oh, we only figured that out when they got to the exhibit. Actually. Yeah, it's like the film oh. took place over nine years, and for some reason, in my head, all of those nine years were 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Ooh, weird. Okay, so Kate Moss. Let's go back to Kate Moss for a second. Yeah, so it says mm-hmm. here that the mid-90s was like her main point. Though. That's when she got big, yeah. yeah so is that this was like 10 years before I existed. People that aren't photographers and have to work with her, people that aren't in magazines and have to work with her, people that are just out in the street, just a, a girl who's a book reader for a publishing house, are they? Yeah. are there Kate Moss fans that way? I understand. I mean, there must be. I understand. I, I, I meant 
If there's young I men meant what who I said about Instagram. Her. Someone just called her their muse in 2020. But what does that mean? What does Kate Moss do? <sighs> Kate Moss is listening. I'm sorry. What does she do besides do Kate Moss, come on the show and tell us what you do. <laughs> I mean... Actually, I don't know what she does now. She's had lines of clothing. She did lots of modeling. And this exhibit was a real thing. She did multiple times with uh, Mario Testino because they did a lot of photos together. And Well, yeah, she does a lots huge of photos photographer. She but doesn't dress like know. Kate Moss. She doesn't do her hair like Kate Moss. There's no Kate Mossy things happening in her life whatsoever. Oh, for Mary? No. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm researching Kate Moss and I don't really get what separates her from like any other model. Sometimes that's just luck. Once you know a name of one, you recognize it again when they're in a photo. And so then that they just keep getting more jobs and more photos and they're on more magazine covers. Yeah. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing. I guess. And by twenty by 2007, she was mostly in the past, but was now a, a, a brand. So, I don't know. There's a blog page entitled, I Shot Kate Moss. I assume photography-wise. Probably, um, yeah. And so I don't really get the point. I'm trying to see whether there's anything down. Oh, well, it's just for a photography. It's big. Yeah, it's also someone complaining about the fact that they posted some picture and it got taken down on Instagram because it was nudity, and that um, seems to be the entire point of the article. There's a lot of that on Instagram complaining for Instagram about has rules. But yeah, I, as someone born after the Kate Moss period, I do not understand. I mean, I think, like, models and supermodels and all of that wasn't even really a thing in my lifetime. No, they're not really a thing anymore. I mean, people will get famous that are models, but then they do other things. Oh, it's yeah. more Instagram now. I Talk a little well, bit yeah, about this. Well, yeah, Instagram now, you got people, influencers and stuff, but I don't know of any that are huge. I know there are some that are huge, but I don't follow people just because they're that. No, it's weird. What what I find weird, going back to the movie, is I assume this was a line that Mary worked on. She knew she was going to the exhibit this week. She wanted to like say this thing to someone at the exhibit and impress somebody. And now he's saying it word for word and she she's like, Okay, I got another time traveler on my hands. This is gonna be interesting. She knows. Oh yeah, Rachel Rachel McAdams, like I feel like all of her characters just just know time travel. Because uh-huh. it's, it's just embedded in the Rachel McAdams universe. <laughs> See, I, I have a built-in code for time travelers. I won't say it here because that would then everyone would know. But there's a code you can say to me where I know you're a time traveler. And how do the time I travelers? I haven't met code? one yet. Well, they get it in the future by proving they time traveled. You know, then they so do come you, back. That's the first thing they say, and I believe them. Do you reveal the code in the future? Eventually, yeah. Once I know they're a time traveler, I reveal it. So this next time, I'll believe them faster. Okay. It's like a bootstrap paradox kind of thing. Oh, I see what you're doing. That's a pretty good idea. That's way better than writing a note to yourself to saying time travel back to now if you can. I would never go back to me if I was time traveling because I don't like me. Oh, I'd be like, <laughs> lay off the pizza, dude. <laughs> I'd go somewhere else. <laughs> I would say it would be dangerous, but I think anything would be dangerous, except maybe the future. The future is just an apocalyptic wasteland. <laughs> But I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't mess zombies. up the present by going to the future. I don't think we could try. <laughs> sure, if if you end up discovering time travel, Robert, no. contact me and we'll uh, we'll try and mess up the 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 present. Okay, Cur- Curtis has seen the movie, so I can get to this spoiler. What you do is once you know that like time traveling before a kid is born is a problem. Oh, you no. take a friend of yours who has a kid <laughs> back in time and fuck up their kid. Oh, bleep that. Yeah, mess with someone else's kid and be like, oops, so sorry. Oh man, that, fix that. No, but they that just brings know. up something. That just brings up something. I'm dying. No, you about. take them with you, like he does Kit Kat. Yeah, so that they do know. Yeah, because once once you take the chains off and you can take people with you, this movie's mm-hmm. broken. Yeah, he only does it once and it ends badly, and so he, then he, you can assume he never does it. Again. He does it once, and that's like partially the problem i have with the film like it, it makes more questions than the relevance of that scene needing to be in the film i we'll get to that when we get to that but i love that sequence yeah okay fair enough i do i mean there's so. few but things it does it does leave open why does he never tell mary why do these guys in the lake family keep secrets from their wives let her in on it let her go with you 
take vacations in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you can really a, save money on holidays by just reading the same off. holiday over and over right. again. Right, you already paid for that vacation. Let's take it again this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there's... Oh, I want to leave this little so nugget with things. you guys for a future talk. Yeah. Well, it, it didn't have to be... Once we know... There's more than one time traveler. And we know that Dad can't go back before their birth, but Dad could have been the one to go back to with Kit to uh, fix everything, and then he wouldn't have been he would have been fine. Kit could have been fine, right? Because then could, Tim wouldn't know his kid was changed, right? Well, and his, and his <laughs> kid wouldn't change the 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 exact sperm still well, would the have kid landed might there. change, but everything would change around it. So what right, if Mary also has the time traveling secret, but she keeps it secret so none of us know? <laughs> Maybe everyone does. They Except just oh the entire world is just conspiring to make them think that they're the only ones. Yeah, <laughs> everyone thinks they're the only one who can time travel. <laughs> just people constantly erasing things, doing things over, giving up. That'd be an interesting film. It'd be very <gasps> hard to do, but it wouldn't. It just be like reality just changes constantly. Did you ever see? There was a website. It was up. I think it was in the late nineties, early two thousands. It was like a long time ago on the internet. You mean to tell me it's been uh, erased? It probably still exists. It was like this time travel police website, and it was just reports constantly of them having to go back and stop people from killing Hitler because it doesn't work. And it was like, <laughs> I had to go stop someone from killing Hitler again. You can't <laughs> kill oh, Hitler or shag Helen like, of Troy. Every report is the same thing. Like, I had to go back to the 30s again. <laughs> what is wrong with you time travelers? You rookies need to stop it. Yeah, it's so clear. You can't kill Hitler or shag Helen of Troy. Those are the two rules. <laughs> Right. Well, do you know what the name of the of the thing would have been? Oh, I've searched I will, I will "time travel it. police" and it comes up with TARDIS Wikipedia. <laughs> oh yeah, that's going to be a hard one to get around. Yeah, police arrest time traveler from 2048, warning about alien invasion. That was an article from the Metro in 2017, so I'm sure that's uh, very accurate. Well, little did you know that was going to actually happen in 2020. Yeah, we're just so caught up in this whole current situation that we don't notice alien invasion until it's too late. That actually did literally just happen, kind of. They, the Pentagon just released footage of HBO or of oh UFOs. the UFOs, yeah, yeah, and everyone was like, yeah, and everyone was just COVID. like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no, no one cares anymore. I have like, aliens too. That. It's 2020. We expect it at this point. That's basically how it went over. It was like, they just gave us UFO footage, which is kind of them saying, we don't know what these were. Right. Which is horrible. Luke, have you I'm not just heard of aliens? Anything that flying around that they don't recognize is bad. But we're like, we just shrug. What, what, why have okay. they released it then? And it was craft that could, and it was craft that could go against 120 mile an hour wind and outrun our planes. The reason I think they released it is that, is that the uh, Pentagon had to, they were constantly fielding questions about, is this real or is this not real? And they kept having to go, yes, yes, it's real. Yes, yes, it's real. And it was becoming a pain. So they're just like, look, it's real. Here it is. It's official. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah the, the fact that that's just, yeah, that's just slid under the radar. <laughs> yeah. uh, I found a reference to the Hitler website, but I don't think it, I don't know if it exists anymore. It was a wiki history by Desmond Warzel. For one of the bylaws of the International Association of Time Travelers states that you can't kill Hitler. <laughs> Problem is, everybody kills Hitler on their first trip. And so at least more experienced time travelers, the onerous task of undoing the historical edits of the noobs. Uh, That's just a reference in a, a Gizmodo article, but I can't find the, real, the original. I mean, website. I guess the big thing is, if you were to go back in time and kill Hitler, then there would have been no reason for you to have gone back in time in the first place. So aren't you just creating well, a paradox? That's one version of time travel. It really depends on on like how your timelines are working. Yeah. Does the butterfly effect count as a time travel film? Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I like that. Oh, I love that movie. I'm gonna, especially with the bleak ending added. Oh, oh yeah. I think that's the only version I've got. I, that's the director's cut, right? Yeah. I don't know. I watched the ending separately when I wrote about it. Oh, okay. The the one where he strangles himself in the womb. Yes, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's the that's the only version of the film I've seen. So, oh nice. yeah, I didn't know there was a different an, an ending that where that wasn't the ending. Yeah, the theatrical ending is actually kind of happy ish. Oh wow, that sounds terrible. Was there like an issue with like with that other ending then? Yeah, 
I think they thought that was a little too bleak in test screenings, maybe. People wanted a good ending. I'm like, did you watch the movie? <laughs> it's not supposed to have a good ending. The whole point is that no matter how much you try to fix things, horrible stuff is horrible stuff. So how crap are the sequels? I haven't touched them. I've never seen them. I watched the original I watched the original and wrote about it in my blog a few times, but I never watched them more. About, about, about time, that's what we're on. I don't think we've got past the first line, have we? Oh yeah, we did the Kate Moss thing. Yeah. And then she jumps in and repeats the beach. I agree with you completely. And then Tim says, if we leave now, then we can have, you know, more than one starter. I feel like that that line makes me feel as though he's referencing something that we haven't heard. I always assumed, I just want to jump in here, not knowing what that means, I assumed it was just a English word for conversation threads. No, I thought he meant appetizers. Oh, wow. That's it, Which yeah. is it? Uh, and I'm wondering if maybe it was a specific reference to something that we didn't see in the dark. That's what I was thinking, like Maybe yeah. they talked about starters and it just ended up getting cut from the movie. I had oh. no idea that you don't use the word starter. I, uh, it's yeah, used, but no clue what that is. Not what we normally call it, no. I think that's why that whole Monty Python sketch in Meaning of Life about conversation starters is so good. Well, yeah, because it's part of the, the restaurant using yeah. starters both ways, yeah. Yeah. And as I've said every time we've mentioned Monty Python, the listeners want to hear me and Robert and Alice Lauren talking more about starters. Not starters, Monty Python. There we go. What I was talking more about Monty Python and a brief conversation about starters, then they can listen to the Please Be Seated Monty Python specials over on the Please Be Seated podcasts. Check it out. Many hours. <laughs> we recorded them all out of order for no reason, didn't we? I think because you didn't know yeah. that we were going to be the guests on each one at first, and we had a certain thing in mind. And then I think, yeah, after I recorded the first one, I was like, yeah, let's do all of them as a group. And then, for some reason, I just carried on the out of order, because we did mm-hmm. Meaning of Life, then Holy Grail. No, no, yeah, it was Meaning of Life, then Holy Grail, then Life of Brian, then and now for something completely different, and then our conclusion right. episode. So, about time. Well, we are talking about it, but the minute. Minute 43. Yeah. <clears throat> the beach. Oh. He, he, she agrees with him completely. They're going to have more than one starter. And he says, I love your eyes. And I love the rest of your face, too. And she's more impressed with the concept of more than one starter. She says, more than one starter? She says, ten <laughs> amazing starters. And I mean, me and Robert discussed this earlier while you are awake. Sometimes the starters are just nicer than the meal. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Especially as vegetarians. I live for, I didn't know this before this episode, but it turns out I live for starters. Pretty good. I don't know about a Greek restaurant having 10 starters, though. (laughs) And apparently when we get, (laughs) actually we're in the Greek restaurant later on, I might as well bring up the Greek restaurant discussion when we're in the Greek restaurant. Yeah, we'll get there. Good points. I haven't actually managed to watch the commentary for this minute, so I'm just reciting what I remember off the commentary. Um, Yeah, lack of prep. Mostly because I thought I had more time, but then we had to go shopping. And we had to queue outside the shop two metres apart for about half an hour. So, yeah. Some busy stuff. I assume your shop situations are quite similar, right? Um, I haven't gone to one that had that long a line. When I've gone to the grocery store, mm-hmm. I just go early in the morning. Oh, oh I live in the middle like of nowhere. We just go to the store. And we had to go to a Home Depot for some stuff. And that one had a line, but the line moved relatively fast. You guys, you guys heard me live reporting the first case ever in our county. So, yeah, I'm surrounded by people that think it's a fake, like, Democrat conspiracy to get rid of Trump. Because it hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah, nobody knows anybody. I feel like we should talk more about starters before this gets really upsetting. <laughs> I think we're done with starters. We are a bit, actually. Good point. we got to get on to 44, though. She says, after you, thanks. And I, is there anything on visuals for this minute? Or are we... Oh, no, it's pretty basic. Uh, she She does do a cute thing when he's talking about her face, where she covers up her face with her hands. Otherwise, no. Isn't there a point? Is it only in the trailer where he says about her face and then he says, and he hasn't even started to look down? <laughs> like, I feel like there's a line like that in some part of the film because I remember it and every time I watch it, it's not there. <laughs> and your know. pillows, Mary. I want to fluff your pillows. <laughs> <laughs> I know that reference, but I don't know what the reference is. It's uh, from a very old movie called Roxanne. It was a Steve Martin movie. Yeah. Oh, I saw that years ago. It was a. It was like a modernized remake of Cerno de Bergerac, and he was feeding him lines, but the the radio cut out, so the guy had to improvise. 
Right, I'm going to really quickly play the About Time trailer to myself, just to see whether I can prove my point. Oh, there's two trailers. Heck. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting some harsh language on this show. I've said heck twice already. Yeah. This this episode is adult rated. <laughs> it's not allowed on my Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> That's okay, we're going to be talking about the sex, what, next week? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He says, I love your eyes, I love the rest of your face too. I haven't even begun to look further down, but I'm sure it's all very fantastic. Huh. And that's only in the trailer. Yeah. Huh. That's weird. It's a good line as well. A little weird, but it fits with Tim's awkwardness. That would have been fine, wouldn't it? I don't know. I mean, this is such a subtle... Editing is such a subtle art. If you leave that in right after he uses her own line at her and he's already kind of gaslighting, if he then starts talking about how much he'd like to look at her boobs, does that does that go too far? You don't know until you see it in context yeah. because of because how because of the way the editing works. Mm. Well, I think in the trailer we don't even see his face as he says it. Yeah. Well, no, run her cuz she covers hers. Oh, oh, he says it briefly. We see his face when he says it's all very fantastic. But anyway, this might be an occasion where I'd play a clip in the edit. We can do that, right, with fair use? Yes. Fair use, here's a clip. I love your eyes. Do you? I love the rest of your face, too. I haven't even looked further down, but I'm sure it's all fantastic. Wasn't that a great clip? <laughs> Top notch. Or not. Dependent on your opinion. The listener, we want to keep you. It's a great clip, but I see now hearing it, why they took it out. Yeah. You see oh, now yeah. hearing it. <laughs> my problem with... Yes. My problem That's with, the title I, I for this episode. I think there's no way mm-hmm. for me to go back and not know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't, yeah. I can't go back and, and see the movie again for the first time and see how I would react. Yeah. Right. As an editor, I'm thinking the person that watches this the first time, what are they thinking? I can't be that person and now, see that we same could, anymore. We could go back in time, edit it back into the film, and then bring you on again and see what your reaction is like. But only we would have the comparison. Right. And then if you told me, it'd be weird and awkward. Although, can he take things with him? Apparently, he can take Kit Kat. <laughs> but True. She's not a thing, but her clothes do go with her. His clothes go with him. But he yeah, can't his take his clothes or the phone he's I got using. it. I figured out his problem. What? You take the kid with you. <gasps> just imagine. Just imagine. Especially when it's a baby. Done. It gives you like an extra year. Just imagine. And then you, you take, take it in a back. carrier. Oh my god. No, yeah. That would work. You just take the kid with you, and then you just bring the kid back. But his clothes change, don't they? Oh, they do. That's right. Oh, maybe that's the problem. He takes Kit Kat back because she was also at that party. So he could oh. take her back. So if he took a baby back to before the baby was born... It would be inside the mother. <laughs> anyway, should we go into 44? Yes. That's still this episode, actually. We've Ten minutes is long enough for any tangent, I think. Is that how long we've been? No. It's a reference to the first line of Minute 44. Oh, wow. Bravo. <laughs> I haven't even began. Hang on, <clears throat> I haven't even began to look down at the script, but I'm sure it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Getting this now. If oh, it took us 44 episodes. <laughs> get, or, no, not 44 episodes. We've got so, 22 episodes. We've got so many good quotes in this episode for the title. It only took us 44 episodes, <clears throat> but we're <laughs> we finally got it. <laughs> that one would be confusing though, because it isn't the 44th episode. <laughs> well, maybe that makes it better. I don't know. Yeah, we recorded 44 episodes, but we've gone back in time and re-recorded several of them. Right, we record each one twice. Yeah. First time you record it, it, and then the second time you just appreciate it. This is all like 100% scripted to get the exact balance between humor, comedy, and feeling still realistic. Um, So we we record it, then we have someone transcribe it, and then we come back a week later and record it again, reading off the transcript, just to get the play. Yeah. And as the listeners can tell, like we're really good actors. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not even called Robert. He's, he's an actor called I'm Graham. I'm Irish. <laughs> he's an Irish bloke called Graham. My real name is Graham Curry. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm actually Donald Gleason. <laughs> you're doing a very good British accent. Yeah. And Curtis, I was going to say you're like, doing a good ginger accent, but... Curtis, he's just here. Thing. We don't know why. That's actually Rachel McAdams doing Curtis right now. Oh, it's true. That, <laughs> that would be too weird as an out-of-context title. Yes. But oh, no, go with, yeah. <laughs> no, go with it. Yeah. <laughs> the description for this episode will just be all the alternate titles. Just in a list. Can I do, like... Did you see the uh, the Doctor Who spin-off class? Talked about yeah. yeah. The what? So, oh, oh, you did say. So, yeah, so they had that episode, The Metaphysical Engine, or What Quill Did. We just have each yeah. title, or, or, uh-huh. or. No description for the episode, just titles. That's, That's the name it. of the episode, and then our, na- our episode is called No Description <laughs> for This Episode, Just Titles, and then the description is just titles. Yeah. We've nailed this. I want to go I deep get for a this second. podcasting business. <laughs> I want to go deep for a second. This is okay. the this is their official first meeting in the movie. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, the one yes. that takes. As far as we know, is it also, with all due respect to the filmmaker, the weakest scene in the movie? Yeah, it's the weakest of the three meetings. Yeah, yeah, I, but it it could have been. I think it it would be a better meeting if they're banter here was more how they talk through the rest of the movie that's what it is thanks robert that that really helps me put my finger on it they're like, not it, themselves it is a nice scene. scene but it doesn't quite feel like that's true mary and it's Tim. it's lovely yeah. rich curtis banter dialogue but, but is it's not it them. tim and mary yeah that's what it is especially her she never gets the chance to be this kind of like sarcastic playing off of him thing he does it a little bit what i'm gonna say is he's in every scene either just just to give this something to continue this film being absolutely perfect and unintentional, is either it's another unreliable narrator thing, or mm. Mary's trying to make a good impression on Tim, and she's sort of becoming someone she isn't. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but that isn't really... They don't, they don't go that deep... Char- they don't do that kind of deep character work in any other scene, where you have to guess what, uh, what's up. Well, right, they could have had this banter in the dark. Yeah. But in the dark, they spoke slowly. They didn't speak over each other. They weren't having fun with it. Yeah. I don't know. It's never bothered me before, to be honest. It's, it doesn't bother me at all. It's, it's, the weakest, it's the weakest scene in a strong movie. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Nothing's going to stop this film from being my all-time favorite film. Oh. It's definitely one of my current need-to-watch-it-again movies. Yeah. I know. Well, one of the guys I'm trying to get on as guest on this show is a radio presenter who's interviewed me on local radio several times, and every time I mention this is my favourite film, he laughs at me. So I'm like, right, we'll get this guy on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully he is. We're just trying to schedule it. Anyhow, about time. Ten minutes is long enough for any party, I think. She says, oh yeah, especially that one. And then we get Rupert. Oh, yeah, this is this is Rupert's best moment, I think. Where Rupert comes by, and he says, evening all, and Tim says, what a d-. Do we need... Is that a, is that a bleepable thing or no? Not in the US. I w- I'm going to consult my peers on this later on. I don't know. We'll find out. I like I like the idea that we we bleep it out entirely, so the listeners have no idea what I've said, and then we just got me discussing whether it's bleepable or not. That would be funnier. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we've done. Now you have to bleep it. Yeah. But now we talked about it. You have to delete this too. That won't be happening. This is all in. I'll keep this in, but not this. I've already Pretty done that joke. It. Put it in as an after after song. I'll cut that one out. Or this one. Just go back in time and redo it. Right. I'm in a dark room. We do. Actually This is the this is the final version. That's kind of a missed opportunity, guys. You could you could go back and redo a Okay. (laughs) This is get to be a pain in the ass podcasting wise. Oh no, I did it. Uh, (laughs) podcasting wise, but you should at the end of the show pick a conversation and rehab the same conversation. And then at the end of the show, or, just going to a dark place. Or re-edit old conversations into a new one. <laughs> right. But, I mean, that requires effort and, like... Sure, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, also, to those listeners thinking, is this really the best we can do? Yes, it is. And it's took a lot of work to get it this time. <laughs> so, we... But that's okay, because Mary can't even put a sweater on properly from take to take, so we're better than that. <laughs> so, we see Rupert, who... Um, then we go to. She agrees. Yeah. Why does she agree with him? What? 
What about him makes him so... <laughs> Can we talk to... about the finger guns? It's what? amazing. Well, she doesn't see that. No. That's after she turns... Away. And I've done finger guns, but that is the best finger guns I have seen in a film. In context words. <laughs> I just love that as like an, an additional gag where we briefly focus on him for that. Yeah, why why she agrees is interesting though. But the, also last week, I was I was overruled by the Brits on him being immediately unlikable, and I'm like, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I didn't like him. A minute later, I didn't like him when he said poochy face. But at first, I'm like, yeah, he seems fine. Yeah, we hated him the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. So what does he do here that it's okay that she agrees? Because she's trying to impress Tim, and if Tim thinks it, then she does. Yeah, maybe. That's what I've thought. The, the way she says yeah, it doesn't necessarily seem like she actually agrees, but she's saying it. Oh, heck. Anyway, Rupert. Uh-oh. Did we lose him? Maybe. Okay. Well, that means I can take this time to talk about Mary's sleeves. <laughs> Tell me why. It's not that bad, but from behind, she's putting on her right sleeve first, and then they switch. She's putting on the left sleeve first, and I'm like, how do you mess that up? And then I was, and then I got stuck in my head. I'm like, do I always put my like jacket on the same sleeve first, or like do I put shirts on a certain way? I'm like, it seems like you would, but I don't know, and I don't know how to check because as soon as I'm thinking about it, that messes it up. Right. My thing is, I know for sure that I put it on the same way every time because I've got like an injury on my right arm that I'm nursing. Mm. So, so right always goes in first because the left is my bendy arm. But it's like Rachel McAdams has never put on a cardigan before. Because <laughs> she does it two different ways. This is in minute 45? No, minute 44. No, it says they're walking out and Rupert goes by. Yeah, I got when it. When they're showing them from the back and from the front. She's, go she's putting in the right hand. <gasps> mm-hmm. You can cut back. She's putting it in the left. No. And the other one she's, like, she's shoving it through her right arm. And the left is not in. Hello. And then the next scene, she's Hello. got the left in and she's putting it through her right arm again. Wow, that's so, weird. With the left arm already in place. So what have so I missed? The, uh, Rachel McAdams doesn't know how to put a cardigan on. Okay. She puts it on weird. Well, she puts it on two different ways. Yeah, so. she puts it on twice. Well, she never puts her... Hold on. Her left arm just appears in the sweater, but she puts her right sleeve on twice. Right, which means the first time she put her right sleeve on first, the second time she put her left sleeve on first. Right. Which is why I got stuck thinking about how I put on things with sleeves. I'm like, do I do it one at a time? And do I always do the same one first? Now I'm going to look at Rachel McAdams putting on a sweater or, or well, more a cardigan. Yeah, cardigan. I think we hardly use the word sweater. Not a here. jumper. Not a jumper, no. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now he sees it. Yeah. I can't believe that wasn't picked up like by continuity. Well, they... They had what they had. The actor, the actress, yeah. didn't want to be shoving her arm into the actor. So when they were doing coverage... Right, on the different angle. Right. I just find it weird that she'd put it on one sleeve first and then put it on the other sleeve first. Because I'm sure I don't do that. Like, I'm sure I'm also always right arm first. I think I am. That. I'm not but sure. But I don't know. And I'm afraid to check because then I'm going to get stuck going down a weird rabbit hole in my head and... Yeah, next okay. time you <laughs> next time you put on a jacket or a coat or anything, you're gonna I'm gonna freeze. Yeah, but you're not an I'm actress. Like, Wait, which... you're not an actress trying to put a sweater on. Who has to do it <laughs> from the back <laughs> and from you're the front? I might be. All the complete, without, all without punching complete your lack of actor. interest. <laughs> the complete lack of interest of our listeners, or possibly too. My dressing gown is just on the other side of the room. I'm going to put it on and see what arm goes in first. And just see how this works. <laughs> see, but, but you're thinking about it, which means yeah, it might be maybe, it, maybe it won't be the normal way. Let me find out. Can I, what you need to do I, is I, just I, put I, it... I can, I can turn on my video and it Don't will bother. nothing. We'll just... It'll be better here. So <laughs> my dressing gown isn't where it normally is. But for the same strange reason, or probably not, for another strange reason... The blazer for my school that I haven't been to for two months and have now left was. And I put in the left arm first. Okay. I put both my sleeves on the same time. I throw the blazer in the Just air. Catch it. And let it fall on you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how Usually it's on top of my head and looks horrible, but it's fine. You actually just put your legs in first. Yeah, on a blazer. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So we got Rupert with his, uh, his pistols. Pistol. And I, they I are, just don't... Which reminds me... When I was in the school production of High School Musical, which I've talked about last week, <laughs> I knew I wouldn't remember the dances. 
So me and a group of friends decided that in the audition with the dancers, well, in like in the background of like a whole chorus, the audition, we would just do finger guns and just make up our own dance routine. And the dance teacher liked it so much that she joined us in the back and joined in the finger guns. Everybody, everybody secretly loves finger guns. I, 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 I am a fan of finger guns. I've, I mean, Although, ironically, more than anything. It only starts off ironic. The, your love is only ironic in the beginning. It becomes genuine oh, yeah. over time. Like my use of the word heck. That started ironic, now I can't stop. It's kind of an addiction. <laughs> And like my watching of High School Musical, the musical, the series, watched episode one ironically, I'm now hooked and can't wait till the next episode comes on Disney Plus UK on Friday. About time. That's what we're on about. Uh-huh. Not High School Musical, the musical, the series, or St. Trinian's. She put on a, a jumper on weird... No, it's not a jumper. That's what we said. Cardigan. It wasn't. She put on a cardigan on weird, and then I checked how I put a cardigan, cardigan on, but it wasn't a cardigan, it was a school blazer, but I'm assuming it's the same, otherwise that would be weird. This is completely... Not of interest to any of our listeners, unless I upload a video onto our Instagram of me putting on a on a jacket, and then we can all have fun. No, we have them all do it. All the oh, listeners yeah, put up a video of you putting on a cardigan. So yeah, we can see how it works, and then we'll send links to Rachel McAdams. <laughs> yes, without context to her either. We'll just send her an email with a <laughs> email of with a hundred links. Wait, just I, with the caption. This is how you put on a jacket. Yeah, Cause. am I just? Am I just an unwitting participant in a a secret plot to get Rachel McAdams to talk to Luke? <laughs> to talk to any of us, really. <laughs> Why? Is it, have we made I think he'd rather talk to Margot Robbie, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, <laughs> if we can get that on. I'm more Rachel McAdams. And in this conversation, we've already lost our chance of getting both of them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never even looked down. On either of them. good points, so it's fine, and they're both brilliant. Can we can we go to the restaurant? Because I got I got information. Go. Ooh. It might be the same information I have. <laughs> okay. Because first of all, movie wise, wait a minute, like wait a minute, the... wait, whoa, whoa, what? nobody yeah. talk, nobody talk. I'll say go, and then you both start talking at the same time and see if it's the same. Well, I, I have a note regarding the movie first. I <laughs> okay, like that sorry. it's very bright <laughs> because their first meeting was in darkness. I like that when we cut to restaurant, it's a bright place. Oh, it's a, it's a great yeah. encounter. But, okay. okay, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. All right, okay. T- uh, okay t- ready? Tell us what to go. One, two, three, go. This was the main the... scene in the Greek advertising of the film. Why? Okay, it's a Greek I didn't even get to my information because you distracted me because yours was nothing <laughs> like mine was going to be. This was one of the dirtiest <laughs> restaurants in the world. Huh. 36 Leinster Terrace. At the time, it was called Zorba's. You can see it on the menu when they exit. Uh, it was shut down in 2017 due to, I have a list. Charcoal grill and microwave clogged with grease. A raw meat stored on a filthy floor in the cold room. Dirty Whoa. food containers with no labels in the fridge. Cockroach eggs, mice droppings, <laughs> and sewage oh. flies breeding in the tahini dip. Oh, Chef flies, Pavlos Pitas was given an indefinite prohibition order from managing any restaurants ever. <laughs> that's that's so much more interesting than my fact. <laughs> On TripAdvisor, sixty-seven percent of one hundred ninety-three reviewers rated it terrible. One reviewer called it the dirtiest restaurant I have ever seen in the world, and a horrible place and a dangerous place to eat. <laughs> Do we have it is currently know? a different Greek restaurant called Mykonos. Do we have also, to today I was watching the uh, the Faulty Towers episode with the health inspector, and so <laughs> this is just brilliant. Faulty Towers is a thing you get in the States, right? Uh, I yes. watched it when I was in England, so I don't know. But okay. yeah, the answer is yes, but we're not that interested in it. Right, we just don't care. We yep. tried to make a remake and it sucked. Yep, it did. When do you Americans learn <laughs> not to remake? The Office worked, okay. But the Office worked. That's the exception to the rule. It's not the rule. I'll take the uh, I'll take the Pepsi challenge on our uh, House of Cards is too. I didn't know it was a remake, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it was, in England it was like a, what, a two-parter movie or something? Like a three-part. Yeah. It was pretty good, but yeah, the, the American one was better. Okay. Until it got I haven't problematic. Watched <laughs> so yeah. I kept watching. Yeah. I want to see the IT crowd pilot that you re- that was supposed to be so awful. I can't <gasps> see anything more than clips anywhere. Yeah. There's an American IT crowd? There was going to be. It never oh, got past it the would pilot. Just be a terrible Joe McHale... Was in it. 
And they kept Richard Ayoade, which is odd. Well, he's amazing. He is, but so is Chris O'Dowd. Just yeah, Chris O'Dowd's doing show. other stuff. You know, he has his own things like that. Uh, What's it called, Moon Boy or whatever? I don't know great. of it. I've seen him in a few. He did good in American films for a while, didn't he? He did. Um, this is forty. He did. What's that movie called with Bill Murray? Saint something again. Ah, oh. do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Yes. But okay. my brain isn't any... there because I'm looking at Chris O'Dowd. Moon Boy. I was right. did... That show's great. He plays an imaginary friend of a little Irish kid. Oh, that one. Okay. I don't know that one, but I'm intrigued. I'm more annoyed trying to think what this Murray. film's called. I actually I saw wrote about theater. it in my blog, and I can't think of the title either. St. Vincent. Yeah, St. Vincent. I know a guy who was in it, apparently. Um, well, I know of him. I've spoken to him a few times. Well, I know of people in the movie as well. <laughs> All right. This guy is friends with me on Facebook, and he was also nominated for an award that I was nominated for, and he didn't win that award, but he won another award, and I didn't win anything. This is the American one, not the House of Commons one, by the way, for keeping track. Of your awards you didn't win? Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of awards I didn't win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win an Oscar. Didn't win an Olympic medal. I didn't win an Alternative Press Expo. I did a comic. I entered a contest for like self-published comics. I lost, which is fine. But the next day, I was in a bad mood, so I put a sign in front of my comic, the copies for sale, that said, Award Losing Comics. Oh, nice. I would have bought a comic based on that. I think someone oh, did. Yeah. I think someone was like, wait, what does this mean, Award Losing? I'm like, well, here's what happened. This comic, who happens to be made by the guy who, like, a friend of the guy who was running the contest, won. Shocker. I mean, the comic was good, but still. But in my defense, I haven't won a Razzie either, so, you know, I'm even. Oh, I'd love to win a Razzie. Yeah, I feel like that would actually be, like, like to be famous enough to win a Razzie. Because you have to be known Right, you have to be famous enough that be... someone cares that you're bad. Yeah, yeah. that you made a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. What does Mary um, do? Well, like, can I finish my point? About sure. The... Yeah, so, when advertising in Greece, this was, like, the main scene they used for promotion because they thought that the Greek marketing team thought Greek people would like a scene in a Greek restaurant. And that was it. You can barely tell it's a Greek restaurant. She picks exactly. up food and you can't tell what it is. I didn't know it was Greek until you guys really called it, it that. I it was a Greek restaurant until they'd said it in the commentary. I didn't know it was a Greek restaurant until you guys said it was. When you, huh. when, uh, in a couple of minutes ago, when you referred to the Greek restaurant, I was thinking to myself, oh, that must be in some minute I don't, I didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing we do, we're going to do on the show now, Robert. We watch a different minute to the, to the, to the guest. Yeah. <laughs> see whether they notice or whether they just carry on the conversation. <laughs> when the conversation heck, still send, makes sense, we'll be like, wow. Heck, we send the, we send the guest a minute from a different time travel movie starring Rachel McAdams mm-hmm. and see whether they notice. How many her husband, the time traveler. <laughs> besides, besides that one and this one, has she been in any others? Uh, she's been in three and a half because yeah. she's in Doctor Strange, but he doesn't time travel in that one. He time travels later. Uh, oh, okay. But she's in Time Traveler's Wife, and she's in. Um, I always forget the name of the other one. Yeah, I know which one, exactly which one you're talking about. And let me, Rachel McAdams' time travel movie. Come on. <laughs> But she's never the time traveller. No. Which is... Right, the other movie is called... called... Midnight in Paris. The only one... Midnight in Paris. I haven't seen any of them other than this. I really need to watch Time Traveller's Wife. I is remember it, good? it being good. I, d- I only saw it once. It's, it's very good. It is. Same with Midnight in Paris. I'm not a big Woody Allen fan, but I like Midnight in Paris. So. It's a Woody Allen film. I don't know that one either. I'm just looking like literally right now as to how much it costs to get the uh, Time Traveler's Wife on DVD? Probably not too much. It's always, Annoyingly, the is always about five bucks. Well, there's a second-hand DVD store that's really close to me that are currently still doing deliveries. But it's like an extra £1.50 for postage. But, like, most films are 50p. How so. much? So what's the conversion between a dollar and a p and a pound? A, a, do, a, a dollar is about 65 pence for us. Okay. So 50p would be, like, a little under a dollar? Yeah. It's pretty good price. It's a nice store. I tend to go there in with the intention to buy one thing. And come we out we used playing. to frequent a uh, video rental place that was like two blocks from our house, and then they closed, 
But for some reason, that weekend that they were doing their big sale and everything was cheap, I had literally no money. Oh, that's awful. I bought one movie. Oh. I bought a VHS copy of Three on a Me Hook because I had to own it. My sister was buying <laughs> like 30 films. I'm like, damn it, buy me some. She's like, no, I got to buy me some. Okay, it's a pound with pound fifty postage, so I might go for it. Oh, yeah. Really annoyingly, my nan owned it and then didn't like it, and I didn't realize she got rid of it. So as soon as we started this podcast, I phoned up my nan. I was like, can I borrow time travel to watch it? I don't have it anymore. <laughs> and somehow through some other conversation, I ended up borrowing Singing in the Rain instead. That's good. Yeah. Don't know if I've seen it all the way through, that's why I borrowed it. Yeah, so need to watch that again. Because it's a movie about film, isn't it? You know. Yes. And I assume probably one of the first films about films. First know. big one. Yeah. Anyway, about time. So what does she do for a living? Well, what do you do, is what he says. She says, I'm a reader at a publisher. No, you read for a living? Yeah, that's it. I read. Oh, that's so good. It's like someone asking, What do you do for a living? Well, I breathe. I'm a breather. I get paid for breathing. How did you get that job? She says, okay, smartass, what do you do? He says, I'm a lawyer. Sort of. Sort of. What's the sort of? Well, he's not a lawyer yet. Yeah. At this point in 2007, he's still in school. He aspires to be a lawyer. Whatever he's... I don't know how it works in England, but... I don't know how it goes in England either, to be honest. (laughs) Um, So she says, that's sexy. He says, is it? He says, um, I mean, I think so. In a suit, in a court, saving people's lives. Kind of sexy. He says, I guess it is, although it's not as sexy as reading. Sitting there in an office. And that's where our mm. minute ends. It's a, it's a good exchange. This minute without the next one is not yet a good exchange. Because he is being, Oh no, the like, next one is so good. He's being patronizing and sarcastic and she's not there yet. And the he next seems one like is... a jerk. <laughs> So, what do you think about her being a reader? I like it. Well, I, I like I how I talked about this later. earlier. It's it's a great way to have a librarian in your movie without having to go to the old "she's a librarian" trope. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. So we've talked about. Is there anything more to say about this minute, like the way it's shot or anything like that? Because we have quite a good few things happening in this minute. I'll just say it's a good job making the restaurant look nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think that what they eat is actually food from the restaurant, or do you think they use that as like prop food? That's probably prop stuff. They're, they're not gonna... I'm not even sure what she eats. She eats something tiny. I'm, yeah, yeah I'm we don't really see them eating. Scanning right now to see what it is she puts in her mouth. Well, she it's holds it in her mouth. It's like some wafer thing. She just wafer seems to be thin. chewing for some reason. It's wafer thin. I'm trying to try and figure out what rate. Oh. It could be. In the... the thing is, it looks as if it could be a Malteser. <laughs> Which would be really weird. I don't think they have those at Greek restaurants. Yeah, probably not. I'd go to that restaurant, though. We talked about some weird British food was it last week, I think. Is that a British thing? That's not an American thing. What do you know what I'm talking about? Reshare the word with me. Malteser. Malteser. Wow. That's crazy. Is it? Is Malteser? Okay. Based on what she's doing right now (laughs) and your word, is it some sort of bean? Okay. It's it, like, it is a British thing. Okay. It's similar me, to Whoppers, apparently. Okay. okay. Am I screen sharing? Hang on, no, I'm not. We have Google, Luke. Yeah, all right. I like to come across cool and interesting. I don't know why it's pictures of the dogs. There we go. Maltesers. Because those dogs are Maltese. Ah. Well, that, that, those are Maltesers. They're Whoppers, Pretty. basically. I don't know what they are, so give it a Google. The, I, I believe they just gave them a different name, because... They're both made by Mars. Is it a round ball of chocolate with a crunchy inside? Yeah. A yes. Uh, we'll have to compare at some point. I don't know how. Someone's probably done it and we'll... Uh, we won't link it. You can find it yourself, listeners. We get all the work here. We do enough. I mean, look at all the effort we're putting in now. Like, we're talking and Googling at the same time. I mean, you should be impressed. Any final notes on this minute? That was my final note on this minute. That was your final note? That they made the restaurant look nice. Case? Despite it must not have been. The uh, the staging made me think the restaurant was across the street from where the party was. I think that's deliberate. Yeah. Because when they show out the window, there is a building that's even similar in appearance to the Courtfield building. Well, and it's the same kind of like, if there were a theme in the street, you know, having the pillars. Yeah. The pillars it's actually like a mile places. away over on the other side of Hyde Park. So. Okay. Okay. They both got the... Uh, 
They've both got the Christmas lights decoration motif. Even though it's June. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. How did you figure out it was June? Well, it's June because that's when the exhibit was. We saw the ad for it. And it's June because, I don't know what she said something, or Harry's play was before a play in August because there was a newspaper article about that. But the, the gallery exhibit is from June 17th to 24th. 17th is probably this night because it's a Sunday. And Good that work. They, that means they went to the Dance Le Noir on Saturday. Might have been Friday and Saturday, but whatever. Well, wait that a minute. Is... Hold on, hold on. Before you, go, before you go forward, how many days do you spend waiting for? Five. Well, five that we see. She shows up on the fifth outfit. Okay, gotcha. I'm impressed. Like, <laughs> good work. And I didn't even have time to listen to the director's commentary this week. So, Curtis, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, the easiest place is just to go to my link tree. Uh, slash Curtis Blaze, my name. C-U-R-T-I-S-B-L-O-E-S. And Robert, where can the listeners find you? Glendale. <laughs> no, don't. We're in quarantine. If you've got a direct dr- address that you can tell them if they ask you. Yeah, and they can do. I'll um, put the Google Earth image of it. They can figure out the address there on, on their own. Um, <laughs> lemmingdrops.com is my website. Robert E.G. Black on social media. The listeners can find me at home, but I'm not telling them where that is um, at all. Uh, Shropshire is pretty small, probably, in comparison to everywhere else in America. I so. haven't found your house yet, and I've tried. Ah. <laughs> I will I will send you a picture of my house momentarily. Well, I know it's near just school. Just for the sake of it. Because you walk the dog by there. <laughs> I'm scared that you're remembering these things. <laughs> this is I'm what saying. I do with people on the internet. If I ever hear someone's address, I will freak them out later by mentioning something next door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so the listeners can find me uh, on Google Maps, but also um, on Twitter. That's it. <laughs> at llama underscore bottle zero. They can find me on Instagram at the Ginger Luke, on Facebook at Luke Allen Film. They can also find me on Face on the podcast on Face. No, ah, they can find my stuff on Luke Allen the Cody K podcast, short films, radio appearances, newspaper articles. I did so well last week. They can find this podcast not last week, yesterday, two days ago. They can find me on fa- the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Men's About Time, and join our Facebook group, The Cupboard, where we can talk about all things about time and the podcast and where I live. Apparently. So, Obviously. I mean, who wants to miss out on that? And bad Greek restaurants. Yeah. And, yeah, so thanks so much for listening. Oh, heck, what did I say I was going to end this episode with? Oh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, and we'll smell you later. All right. Wait, didn't you, I think you, didn't you use that one last time? You I were going to go with Don't Get Run Over. Don't Get Run Over. That was it. Good point. Oh. Thanks for listening to this episode, and Don't Get Run Over. Right, I'm trying to figure out... Whether I was trying to figure out how to say goodbye in Greek, but it came up in... A different alphabet, so I don't know how to pronounce it. It looks like Avtio Aak. <laughs> the Two Minutes About Time theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of the About Time theme originally composed by Nick Laird Close. Two Minutes About Time is a production of Lemming Drop Studios in association with Bottle O Productions. <laughs> <laughs>